independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Elon Musk hanging out last night with uh, Dave Chappelle in San Francisco. Got food. Boo, you're a bad person. I want to be able to tell people you could not ever be on your show and be on your stupid Twitter site unless they agree with me. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. I just find it funny. I find it funny how angry people are. still angry. Why are we so angry? I'm just curious about that. I had a great weekend, by the way. I had a great weekend. I took the family down to San Diego. Very blessed this weekend. Uh, uh, Friday, actually, uh, Kirsten Sinem was in studio for my local show, and I had already had the day off. And everybody's like, you don't want to stay and do it? I'm like, no. I got more things to me that are more important. Right? Kirsten's very nice, and uh, she's senator. She flipped from Democrat to, you know, independent. And, uh, you know, it's uh, – I I have things going on. I'm happy. Right? My little – Stepdaughter, uh, Lily, she turned 12. Happy birthday. Today's her actual birthday, but she wanted to spend the weekend with my son. We went and had a lot of fun, and it was far more important than talking politics all day. But the scathing stuff that people say is just, why are you so angry? I'm curious. Why are you so freaking bitter? What do you have to be bitter about? Because... My life's good, and I just need to bitch because my my team didn't win stuff. Okay. That's the way you make it feel. The end of the day, though, it's still always about said economy, and the economy is weird. I'm not going to lie to you. I find it to be a very odd and weird thing. Where are we in the economy? I don't know. Is it bad? Is it good? Is inflation here? Is it going? It depends on who you talk to. Uh, it's everywhere and then nowhere. It's like, this is the best yet worst economy ever. This is going great. But at the same time, it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Janet Yellen speaking. I think we'll see a substantial reduction in inflation in the year ahead. It's going to take a year. Well, I believe by the end of next year, you will see much lower inflation if there's not a, an unanticipated shock. Okay, yes. Well, it depends, because if you look at last week's inflation numbers, while they're down a little bit overall, it depends on what you're looking at. Because the cost of doing business means the people that are buying the stuff and the materials, their inflation rate is going up. Gas price is going down. I paid two ninety nine here in Arizona. I was stoked. It's even lower at another gas station I just didn't have time to get to. It's like two eighty five. Well, that's good. I like to see one eighty five, but whatever, I'm not gonna pitch at this moment in time. I still there was times this weekend I paid four forty in California, which is unheard of at this past several months. Uh, but we just don't know. And as far as recession goes, I maybe we've been in one and I think maybe we've come out of it, but we might bump back into another one. But for families who are paying more at the grocery store. When 2023 comes around, do they need to be worried about a recession? There are always risks of a recession. The economy remains prone to shocks. Look, we have a very healthy banking system. We have very healthy business and household. You have said this. You do not believe there will be a recession next year. There's a risk of recession, but um, it certainly isn't, in my view, something that is necessary to bring inflation down. Now, uh, do I think that there's going to be a recession again? It's possible. It's absolutely possible. It's already happened. 
I, I, I just, I don't know. But I will tell you. So Friday, we drive out there. It was a nightmare. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Lots of kids screaming, yelling, having lots of fun, screaming, yelling, lost a phone, had to go back and get it. Found out we had the phone, but uh, the reality was just it was it was it was not our best moment. <laughs> it was not our best moment as a family. Uh, that being said, uh, we went out shopping Saturday, so it's my little stepdaughter's birthday. She wants to. We live in a very rural area, right? She's very much uh, bizarrely kind of like Wednesday from the TV show, yet at the same time likes being social, loves big buildings, tall things, awesome. That's, you know, whatever. So she, you know, we she wanted to go to the mall. So we go to the fashion mall in San Diego. Supposed to be recession-ish. People supposed to be worried about everything. Show me where those people are. <laughs> because it was a freaking zoo. It was a zoo. Like, I had to get out. I said, I can't be in here anymore. I got to get out. I got to get out of the store. It's too many people. I'm peopling. There's too many people. I don't like this. Uncomfortable. I can't move. I can't breathe. Waiting 30 minutes for somebody to bring you a shoe. Like, uh, can you have a size? I don't know. I'll be. But it was, just, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, hour waits to get into a restaurant. It was nuts. And I'm like, God, if we're, it's weird, right? It's so weird. And the fear of, are we going to see people lose their jobs left, right, and center? Is that coming? I don't know. I will say this, though. I want to point this out. Maybe we'll get into a little deeper. So uh, at the end of the night, I told, them, I, I told the kids, look, at the end of the night, it's says, better to go back to some of these stores. We'll go do some other stuff where it's not so crazy. I said, trust me, when you go back in there later on, I'll be quiet. And we did. And uh, my son, so Jack got a pair of Nikes. And, uh, you know, because you give the kids some money. It's like, all right, here's your money. Go have fun. Leave us alone. We're going to eat dinner. And so they go off and yeah, scurry off and do their things. Of course, 20 minutes later, I get a phone call. Uh, Dad, yeah, I'm like $5 short. I'm like, ah, you know, with tax and everything. I'm like, all right. So, but it was later in the evening. So we go back there. And uh, millennial work in the uh, cash register. And I said, was it really, was it, you know, because I don't know how busy, I don't know if this is busy or not. Is this like a busy time? She goes, oh, so busy today. She goes, if I had known it was going to be this busy, I would have called in. I go, oh, that's funny. Yeah, you wouldn't really do that. She goes, no, no, I totally would have. If I knew it was going to be this busy, I would never have come to work. I thought, wow, that's where we are now? If I was known it was going to be like this, I would never come to work. But it's a weird place for the economy. Over the weekend, Wall Street Journal has a great story about the tight labor market. Are you ready for this? Companies now, you're hired. Okay, when's my interview? You're hired. Hired. We're not even going to interview you. You're, are you a killer? No. Do you have lots of criminal background things? No. You're hired. Some are on the spot. Some, like Home Depot, are not only sending you, yes, you're hired, you could start tomorrow. Some are saying, you could start later on today. That is how insane it is. So I just don't know. Things good, bad, and different. I, I can, because there's also the other side of it, where same weekend, I'm looking around. Uh, we're in debt like we haven't been in debt in a while. It has nothing to do with the you know, student loans. It has all to do with credit cards. 
Tons of our savings are going away. People are dipping into their retirements faster and bigger than ever. It's a bizarre world of, are we screwed? Are we doing well? Are we squell? We're a little bit screwed and a little bit doing well. But as I'm reading this article about you're hired, it, it's not. They say it's not. Speed is the number one way companies are competing for hourly workers at the moment, especially for the holiday season. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it, it, it's crazy. They're saying they're you know, and we've talked about it over the last couple of weeks where now big companies are saying, look. You're 28. You don't have any formal schooling as far as college. Maybe you got some, you know, JC under your belt, whatever it is. I don't care about that. Normally, this is a four year degree thing. What can you bring to this experience wise that will outdo the the four year college degree? And they're like, none of this stuff matters anymore. It's like, bring me bodies is what some people are looking for. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it really doesn't matter, does it? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. It is just nuts out there, though. I'll tell you what, I was in the holiday spirit, but it was chaos. And can I just say how expensive shoes are nowadays? How insanely expensive shoes are. It's nuts. I mean, super crazy nuts. Because we're looking at shoes, right? Like the kids, ah, you know. You go into some of these stores, and they're in like glass boxes, like they're pieces of art. They're like, yeah, you're going to have to take out like four mortgages to that one. And you're like, um, what? What? But I was talking to this guy, and he's like, yeah, I go, what's so what's like the shoe to have, most expensive shoe? And he goes, oh, you know, because you got the original Air Jordans. I said, oh, I had a bunch of those. He goes, you know, I said, I'm 51. I said, you can't pop and break dance without those. Uh, back in the day, zipper pants, the whole nine yards. I go, what are those worth now? He goes, in perfect condition. He goes, hundred grand. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't have those anymore, by the way. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter tweet at us. But so the guy that's working this kiosk where these shoes are, right, and they're wrapped in super plastic and stuff. And uh, I go, you know, I said, you're not even wearing these shoes because it was like Nike stuff. He goes, oh, this is these are Adidas, these are Yeezys. And I looked at him and go, so do you hate Jews? <laughs> He's laughed so hard because, uh, you know, the whole thing with Yeezy, who's Kanye. You guys get where I'm going. It's 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. A lot of stuff to get to today. It's a big show. It's our final week of shows for the year. So we're going to promise to squeeze everything in. But I'm going to be 100% honest. We might mail in a few shows. <laughs> I'm kidding, for God's sakes. My goodness me. Hey, BetterHelp is amazing. A lot of people out there struggle in life, in so many different things. And I see it. I see it with a lot of kids. You know, I was talking about that woman's like, uh, you know, well, I mean, if I knew I was going to be this busy, I was going to come in. It was crazy. And I'm like, man, you need some coping skills. So BetterHelp comes in. Help you with therapy. Therapy you need, whether it is one of those situations where, you know, you're struggling in life, right? You need coping skills. You've got some trauma in your life. How do you fix these things? Well, this is what BetterHelp can do. Absolutely incredible. It is online therapy, and it is incredible. It's help my stepdaughter. I know it will help you. And opportunities are in front of you right now to not only say big, but to get in. And they've helped over 3 million people get matched up with licensed and vetted therapists. It's 100% online. So takes the stigma out of everything, have somebody to talk to. 
it, it, it is very empowering and it's great. There's no waiting, no traffic, uh, you know, no endless searching online for therapists. In fact, they, they, after you do your questionnaire, they hook you up with a therapist. If you're not thrilled with the therapist, they'll, they'll find you a new therapist within 24 hours. Learn more and save 10% right now. All you have to do is go to betterhelp.com slash Benson. That's betterhelp.com slash Benson. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. The show, uh, portion of the show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio, medium rare, and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. Abu Aguila Massoud was at the time known as the chief bomb maker for former Libyan President Muammar Gaddafi. Stephanie Bernstein, whose husband Michael died in the attack, telling ABC News Massoud confessed to the bombing but to a Libyan authority, adding it wasn't clear that ever, ever we could get him. His extradition to the U.S. a major breakthrough. Catherine Terman, a former FBI assistant director who worked closely with the victims' families, calling it another step toward accountability, even after all these years. How did we get a scumbag who was one of the masterminds behind, uh, in Britain, the largest attack they have ever had, terrorist-wise, in Great Britain? If you don't remember Lockerbie, December 21st, uh, 1988, horrific situation the pan am flight the clipper flying over scotland portion of lockerbie scotland i think at like 25 or thirty thousand feet uh loses radio transmission gone 270 people including 11 people on the ground killed when they finally figure out what's happened it was a bomb that exploded and the bomb originated at least what they believe everything that took place is this guy built a bomb got it to two people that he met from Libyan intelligence in Malta, they flew the bomb to Frankfurt, Germany, which that suitcase got on the airplane, and they did not. And the bomb was detonated. One person was convicted of the bombing. He is dead. He died, not in custody. Scotland uh, released him in 2009. He died in 2012. Uh, and uh, the... You know, for years, uh, Muammar Gaddafi was thrilled by this. But, you know, we bombed his house and killed his kid. And then we whooped up on their asses in a lot of different ways. And even though there were times we propped them up, uh, we definitely did a lot to crush them financially and made them a pariah of the globe. Not really. I mean, people stayed away from them. But then out of nowhere, he denounces, "Ah, I don't want anything to do with this crap anymore. And, you know, after 9-11, everything changed. The big question is, how do we get this guy, though? Of all the things, this guy, how do we get him? Because it's shocking. He had been, at least for a while, in Libyan custody. And how the United States was able to, to take hold of him from a country that we don't think has an extradition treaty with the United States was not exactly explained. But he is in American custody. Official word came from the Justice Department early Sunday morning. And he's due to make his first appearance in an American courtroom as soon as Monday. So I think what we probably did is we have some of their people somewhere. Our prison, Israeli prison, you name it. They probably wanted somebody. We wanted this SOB bad. We said to them, hey, what you got? 
And they said, you want this guy? Because we got him. He's of no use to us anymore. We'd like to get some of our people back. Uh, and we said, you know what? Let us maybe talk to somebody, whether it's somebody in Germany, whether it's somebody here. And lo and behold, uh, out of nowhere, a switch is made. Potentially. Again, still trying to figure that one out. Family members of the people who died are talking about it because uh, it's a tough thing to talk about and rarely do they talk about it anymore because it has been such a long time and there's feeling that nothing was ever really resolved even though one person was convicted and another person was acquitted. Most of the time I keep it out of my mind <clears throat> until something like this comes up and reminds you of the whole thing. Yeah. So good news. We got him uh, in court. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what they're going to charge him with. The conspiracy, terroristic acts. Uh, maybe the Brits want to get a hold of him. I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it. But it's a bizarre situation out of nowhere that we got this guy who, again, he was supposedly in Libya and we still got. Or we kidnapped his ass. What? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Immigration. Talk a bit about that. A lot of other stuff to get to. It's Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Immigration is a story, will continue to be a story because nothing will ever seem to get done. Uh, Kirsten Cinema stepped away from the Democratic Party. Her and uh, Tom Tillis of North Carolina are pushing hard to get a new bill out there that will do something. Is it perfect? Know this. In today's world where it's all my way or nothing, it'll never be perfect. Because we will not allow progress unless it's 100% progress the way that we want it. And that is frustrating. Absolutely is. But Title 42 is going to go away. If you don't know what Title 42 is, uh, it is a COVID area era pandemic measure that was put in place to essentially allow our people to expel people almost instantaneously so you get over here you surrender whatever it is you get caught within 15 minutes you're back on the other side of the border and because well there's a pandemic going on we can't have that can't have a pandemic people walking across telling everybody you gotta stay home you can't go outside you can't do any of this stuff because there's a pandemic you better get vaccinated you gotta wear a damn mask yeah but we just can't allow people wandering over so they have Title 42. Title 42 has been fought. It's been this this administration itself has fought to get rid of it. And at the same time is now asking, we got to keep it a little while longer because coming after file, Title 42 is nothing. Oh, that sucks. 
Texas is launching a new task force to stop illegal immigrants who are slipping past Border Patrol agents. This as the Biden administration asks for $3 billion to fight the surge as the Title 42 deadline nears. Look, even with Title 42 still in place right now, Border Patrol in multiple sectors in Texas are already essentially overwhelmed. Starting in Eagle Pass, early this morning in Eagle Pass is yet another single massive group of several hundred migrants crossed illegally. Almost all of them are single adults and they're coming in from countries that for the most part are not subject to title 42 which is why they're willing to turn themselves in like this they're willing to self-surrender because they feel they will be released into the united states yeah and by the way the title 42 as they've whittled it down it became certain countries only that were subject to title 42 and you're just like oh god this is so stupid uh, but you know one of the things that kirsten cinema is working on again she's here she is she's now a independent uh, instead of being a Democratic senator, she's independent. One of the things she's working on with, with Tom Tillis of North Carolina is this bill is going to give anywhere between 40 and $80 billion to the Border Patrol. Fantastic. It's going to give an opportunity and a pathway to residency and citizenship for up to 2 million you know, DACA recipients. It is going to give people the opportunity, uh, though, to look and say, okay, how do we change the asylum law? Because the one we have now sucks. The one we have now is, yeah, you could come here. Can I? Yeah, 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 it's totally fine. So, uh, uh, and and we'll look into your asylum thing. And while that's going on, we're going to turn you loose into this country. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, which is bizarre. So people are passing every single day. And the fear is once Title 42 goes away, it is going to not be. Because here's the thing. We're understanding on this side that it's only a certain group of people from countries that, that are, are subject to Title 42 now. Everybody's waiting for the massive crush that's going to come. And they're not prepared. Even the administration has asked for a five-week stay on this because they know we're ill-prepared to handle what the potential may be. In the last 24 hours alone in that Del Rio sector, more than 2,100 illegal crossings there. An even bigger group yesterday afternoon, north side of Eagle Pass, a single massive group of 650 migrants crossed illegally all at the same time. At the exact same time that was happening, 350 crossed on the other side of town. So in a one-hour span yesterday, our team saw an Eagle Pass more than 1,000 people cross illegally. Huge drain on Border Patrol resources. Yeah, that is. And that's the other thing it's going to provide them. It's going to provide them the help they need in the back side of it. Because so much of when I talk to the Border Patrol agents that live by me, if you're new to the show, God bless you. People out in San Diego and Dallas and everything, you're listening, you're new to the show. I live in an area where Border Patrol, most of the people, the young people that live here, uh, you know, year round, because where I live, we have a lot of snowbirds. Uh, but the most of the residents that live here are Border Patrol agents. Because I'm out in the middle of godforsaken nowhere. I call it the Valley of the Dirt People. And we have a huge, massive, wide-open border where I live because we're right next to the Tohono Ona tribe, which is uh, the tribe doesn't allow you. They don't build anything on there. They won't allow them to build uh, a wall, let alone roads or anything else. So, the you know, the guys tell me all the time, it's like, look, man, we'll, we'll get in. And within 30 minutes of getting in, putting on our uniforms, finding out what we're doing, grabbing our stuff, heading out, getting to the place we're going to go. We get right into it, and we'll we'll chase some people. We'll catch them, and we may catch several, and then some. 
And then the paperwork starts and it takes us off patrolling. And sometimes what the cartels do is they'll send people to specifically get chased. Caught or not, they're not bothered. Just go get chased. So once everybody scatters, then another group, a larger group usually, can wander through. And it takes away the resources, takes them off what they're supposed to be doing. So some of this money is going to go to that back you know, uh, really the backroom staff that would help them uh, in in being able to to process and do all those things. On the north side of Eagle Pass, this is a Border Patrol processing facility. It's got capacity for 1,000 people, and it is already starting to overflow. We saw lines of migrants going out the door yesterday. There were Border Patrol vans loaded with migrants that couldn't unload yet because they're already getting so over capacity. And keep in mind, that is with Title 42 still in place. Happening in El Paso as well. Hundreds of migrants crossing illegally into El Paso last night, walking through the river and then forming a single file line. Very nonchalantly going into the nighttime hours just filing into the united states yeah like it's a ride that's what it is and it's crazy and remember for years up until biden took over and then really the last 16 or 18 months of trump because we had the remain in mexico policy where you know you had to yeah you can apply for asylum but you're remaining in mexico uh but for years uh, it was very seasonal, right? When it's 125 degrees, there's not a lot of water and you're walking through hell, not to mention the fact that you got to fight everything else that includes the cartels, the coyotes, people that want to human traffic you. Uh, there was a season where it's like, ah, there's no reason to come here. It's too hard to get through. It's not that kind of season. So there was certain times of the year that it exploded and other times where it quieted down. It hasn't been that way since Biden took over. In the last 24 hours alone in the El Paso sector, more than 2,600 illegal crossings. Those numbers are unheard of, unprecedented, especially for the month of December. And we're in December right now, typically considered a quote-unquote colder month. Remember, President Biden said this border crisis was seasonal. It only happens in the springtime. That is obviously not true. We are pushing into these colder months, and we are seeing record numbers on top of record numbers every day, and that is with Title 42 still in place. Yeah. And it's going to get much worse before it gets better. There's no doubt in my mind it is going to get much, much worse before it gets better. And that's why we need comprehensive reform. And know this, that politicians aren't into that. They're not into comprehensive reform. They're not into any of the things that, that we would think, you know, you would like to be because they're not into solving problems. They're not because the problems are where they make their money. The problems is where they find relevancy. The problems is their safe space. Without those things, well, then they're just people just going and doing a regular job. Oh, yeah, right? Like, that's the crazy thing. But with those things... It's a win with those things. They can enjoy massive amounts of donor money, lots of relevancy and the opportunity to continue to stay in the places that they like to occupy and control, knowing damn well they're not truly interested in fixing the problem, just making it go further and further. Horrible, right? Absolutely. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. Speaking of Twitter, we'll do a little Twitter stuff coming up here in a little bit. Like, what the hell is going on there? 
There's a sale going on, by the way, at Twitter. <laughs> he's not selling the company, but he's selling pieces of the company. We'll talk about that. He got booed on stage, old Elon Musk uh, in San Francisco. I guess Chappelle was doing a show, brought him up. Talk a bit about that. We got some uh, some funny animal stories, a lot of stuff to get. Guys, it's a great week, right? It's the final week of, of shows this year, but we're just enjoying ourselves. We're relaxing. We're still bringing you the news and making you go. You got to love that. 323-538-2423. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get yourself a free bag of Rough Greens, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and make a 369. All this incredible stuff right there. Right there. Inside of a little package, it's it's got everything you've wanted. It's a powder. You put it on top of your dog's food. They love the taste of it, and it is great for them. It helps their body in so many ways, with aches, with pains, with joint pain. It helps them with their digestive tract. It helps them with their fur and their skin. It helps them in so many ways, and it helps them with energy. If you struggle, right, you look around, your dog's like, you're struggling in a lot of things. You may not have the energy. They're getting a little bit older, a little bit sore. Try this. It's awesome. If your dogs are young and peppy, trust me, give them this. It is going to help them throughout their lifetime. Try it for free right now. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. Irreverence? Um, like, yeah, so what? It's the Chad Benson Show. I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go home. I just need an airplane to come and get me. I was led to believe that things were moving in the right direction and that the governments were negotiating and that something would happen fairly soon. Uh, Paul Whelan there thought he was getting out of jail, uh, if you will, and literally getting out of jail card. For the swap of the man they call the Merchant of Death, the Lord of War. They did not. Instead, we got Brittany Griner. People freaked out. I said last week over and over again, it was the most American thing in, in many ways of the fact that she doesn't stand up for this and she hates it. And, of course, everybody goes back and forth. By the way, uh, go look at his record, old Paul. We, and if we're going to say, oh, gee, he's just a great upstanding Marine. He was discharged. Uh, unceremoniously told get out of here he had done some things that doesn't make it any you know i mean again both of them were in jail for something completely ridiculous i don't think based on his record he's a super spy uh that being said uh you know uh we got what everybody thought was the best deal that we could possibly get here's my issue would i have made the trade no for a lot of different reasons we had our uh, military analyst mike lines on over the weekend said, look, you know, uh, the Israelis will do anything to get their people back. They'll give five horrible, bad people up for the remains of one of their soldiers or somebody that's alive that is, in theory, no value to them as as a person who's going to come in. It was an intelligence officer or something like that, just as a as a as a citizen, as a resident, as Israeli. And you're like, wow, that's something, you know, you, you, you know, and, and we know what they do. Now, in saying that, they're also like, and we also know that we've got these five people that we're going to follow around and kill them. Because if we have them in custody, they die. It's weird. But if we let them go and we kill them, well, that's a totally different story. It's not very nice. But I do worry about this. Kevin McCarthy talking about uh, 
us doing this and what it says to other nations. But what ILSA does, it makes every American who is overseas vulnerable. Why? Because they can pick you up on a trumped up charge to get somebody they want out. This is what's wrong. This is a sign of weakness. Every decision that President Biden has made in his 40 years when it comes to foreign policy has been wrong. And this is wrong. He left a Marine behind. Think about it. It's not an equal exchange. I'm glad an American's coming home. She was arrested for a trumped up charge. But to exchange the merchant of death for this? Yeah, and by the way, he uh, he has praised the war in Ukraine, said he will do whatever he needs to do to help, if that means picking up arms himself and heading to the front line, uh, cheer, ah, the whole nine yards. Uh, you're never going to get a fair deal and a deal you like. Uh, he wins because we're fighting over it. He wins because he got somebody bad who may down the road help them, maybe not immediately, but potentially down the road could could help in some way, shape or form. He could go to other parts of the globe, which is Mike Lyon suggested, and be a thorn in everybody else's side, including places like Syria. Uh, it was not a good deal. And again, somebody else saying the same thing about eh, not a good look for other Americans, other places. As a country. We've kind of found ourselves in a point where we're saying in public we're willing to trade anybody to save even just one American. What does that mean for the future? And I do worry about the implications that could have for future hostage taking. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Meaning we'll snatch up. If uh, you know any country decides that we have somebody in our possession that they want back, they could just obviously arrest anybody and think that we would negotiate them away. So that has always kind of been a, a fear factor. And there are several others that are over there. Uh, I mean, Brittany Griner's home. Again, I, I wouldn't have made the trade based on the fact of their desperation. Trump and John Bolton apparently were both offered a deal for Paul Whelan and for Victor Boot, and they turned it down. At least that's what they're saying. Uh, I could see why. I could absolutely see why. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Speaking of Brittany Griner, what's she up to? Brittany Griner's agent says for the first time in 10 months, the WNBA star picked up a basketball and did a light workout. Her first act? A dunk, of course. Griner is staying at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, where she was taken after her release from a Russian prison last week. Griner and her wife are staying at a hotel on the base. Yeah, so she dunked a basketball. Fantastic. <laughs> Woo! Chad, we should never. I, I, look, let's. The debate is over. They got a lot of what they wanted. We're arguing and fighting over it. The reality is, they're a bad group of folk over there. We need to deal with that. Speaking of gra- a bad group of folk, uh, squirrels. Do they fall into that category of bad groups of folk? Grand Forks police said they arrested a 76-year-old man after his neighbor reported some bullet holes in the siding of their home. The man told officers he had been watching ball games on TV and noticed a squirrel on his bird feeder, the same one he'd seen over the past two years and tried to shoot before. But in his words, this time he considered it war and grabbed his 22 caliber rifle and started shooting from his bedroom window. Yeah, this rarely goes well, by the way, for the man shooting and the squirrel. Well, the squirrel, I'm sure, is fine, but uh, yeah, you, you did something else, sir, and I love his wife. A hole was found in the window of the neighbor's son's bedroom. The man received multiple charges and faces a possible two-year prison sentence. As he was being arrested, his wife said, Well, I told you. Squirrel! (laughs) This means war. I'm not giving up on you. Here's a movie right there. The Squirrel and the Man. Who will win? Ooh. 
Very fair question. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. The story there is do not shoot a squirrel in an area where your neighbor's house is close by and you can hit your neighbor's house. And I love his wife. I told you so, you idiot. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter and your Instagram. Feel free to jump on board there and yell at me. If it makes you feel better. If you're going to see the show, grab the podcast. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Truth, justice, and the American way. That's not anything on Twitter. Whatever's on Twitter, I couldn't even tell you anymore at this point. It's it's a hodgepodge, but it's always been a hodgepodge of a lot of different stuff. Over the weekend, more stuff came out. Twitter, of course, uh, they got some serious issues. I got some serious issues over there. And look, there's no doubt. I think people are saying a lot of the media is ignoring the fact that, oh, wow, we were doing some stuff that wasn't cool. A lot of the media is ignoring the fact that, that, that yes, they had a, a, a one-way, one-sided conversation with Democrats benefiting tremendously. That, you know, powers that be in this administration, before it was this administration, put pressure on them to get rid of certain things. I just want open, honest conversations. I want to be able to go there. And if we're going to have a conversation about something, again, screaming and yelling and hate, that's going to happen. It happens every day. It's all that we've done now with social media is figured out a way to bring everybody who's got some sort of grievance together and yell at each other. But to have a differing point of view on real things and to be able to have a conversation about it, if that's what you want, to to have a different perspective. Not that you're going to change minds, but that maybe not everything I believe is 100% true and not everything you believe, uh, it, it, you know, is, that I think about you is 100% false. That's That should be what we should want. But like I said, we can correct this on, on Twitter. And, and I think over time, as people... If we're doing our job well at Twitter, then people will increasingly increasingly see Twitter as the source of truth and to understand what's really going on. And they will turn away from traditional media and more and more towards Twitter. And that that will provide a competitive force for uh, other media to be more truthful or they will simply keep losing more and more of the the public's attention. Absolutely. By the way, the, the big media world has lost a ton. People are looking for alternative things. Now, some it's affirmation over information, but a lot of other people are just going to places. They feel like, you know what, uh, I, I'd let it go here and see this person and get an opinion from them and on something that I believe where it's going to go a little bit deeper uh, because, you know, the ABC, NBC, CBS, the nightly news is they're not going anywhere. They give you the news for the most part. And as I always try to explain to people, get mad. Why aren't they covering some of this stuff? Know who your audience is. Your audience is a little bit older. Uh, also know that you're doing something in a 30-minute chunk. There's only so much you're going to be able to squeeze in. It's not uh, two hours about one spe- you know, specific thing. But there were serious questions at Twitter, and they're being answered. 
But watching the media flip out over Elon Musk is tremendous. The golden boy taking us to Mars, right? Going to do the the hyperloop, going to do all of these things, uh, you know, and the green energy and the cars. Ah, oh, this guy's evil now. He's 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 horrible. Or he's given voice in some ways to people that shouldn't have been silenced. And he's not silencing voices that weren't technically silenced, but were absolutely inhibited <laughs> in trying to, uh, you know, grow their conversation and their argument against something so that's all real and the lies that i see like oh twitter's done is it really done it doesn't seem done i keep checking every day my i just checked a little while ago you can tweet at me my twitter is still open yeah it is yeah and on top of that this is what i find funny uh elon musk is having a fire sale you guys care to join him Not of Twitter itself, but uh, he's got espresso machines, e-game chairs, sculptures in a giant auction that he is going to be rolling out sooner rather than later because they got a lot of crap they don't need. Here's the other thing. He's pulled people over from the boring company, uh, and that's not boring. It's like, it's so boring. It's like boring through the wall uh, from uh, his you know, going to Mars, you know, SpaceX and Tesla to help him write some of this stuff. And lo and behold, a vast amount of people that work there were not needed. And we said that at the beginning, didn't we? Didn't we say that at the beginning? You watch, there's going to be a lot of these people that aren't needed. We talked about, I think it's Dispatch, guy that runs Dispatch, which has more users on a daily basis than Twitter does. And it's, it's, again, it's more of a messaging app kind of thing, but it has 50 people working in it. They had 7,500. How pissed do you think people are going to be if you work there and you thought for sure, taking me away is going to ruin everything. Taking me away is going to destroy everything. If you take me out of the equation, this, well, this place is going to fall apart. Oh, it didn't fall apart. What? By the way, uh, more, oh, there's more hate on there. Says who? Says the media. Well, why should I believe them? I'm just curious. Nobody's going to Twitter. 90, was it 98.6% of people said they were going to leave Twitter are still there? Oh, well, yeah, but the numbers, the, like nobody's using Twitter as much. Engagement's up more than it's been in a while. Again, tell me again. Well, we're going to go to Mastodon. Yeah, everybody wandered over to Mastodon, a lot of those people. And you know what those people did? They were told by the guy who runs Mastodon, look, guys, uh, I'm not here to stop tattling on everybody. That's not what we're going to do here. You come over here and you tattle on everybody and say, I don't like this person having a different opinion, and I'd like you to get rid of them. No, that's not what I'm going to do here. Oh, well, yeah, you lost a grip of something, and it pisses them off. And it's kind of funny. And I'm talking about the average Democrat. In fact, I think it's about one and a half to two percent of people that actually use Twitter. And I think it's about 10 percent of people on Twitter. But as we've talked about here, when it comes to Twitter is it punches well above its weight. It does. And the fact is, is while only one and a half to two percent of people use it on a regular basis and 10 percent of people on Twitter, 
a lot of people know what happens because Twitter becomes news and news fans out. Oh, interesting. Indeed. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Speaking of Twitter, uh, you know, uh, I, I again, more and more people uh, are asking serious questions. On top of all of the it's over, it's failed, there are some serious questions when it comes to one of the firings last week, which was a lawyer, was a top lawyer for them, who also be a, used to be a lawyer for uh, the FBI and running some of these things that they, you know, when it came to Trump and who were some of these uh, investigations about. And lo and behold, the stuff that he had supposedly has now been deleted. Who finds that odd? Elon Musk this week fired former FBI general counsel Jim Baker, who was serving as a top Twitter lawyer. Musk alleges that he may have been involved with uh, countermanding his attempts at transparency. And I was wondering if anyone in the Biden administration was in touch with Baker, either regarding moderation decisions that critics call political censorship or regarding uh, his transparency efforts recently. So it's up to private companies uh, to make these types of decisions. We were not involved. I can say that we were not involved. Uh, the administration? No, because you weren't in administration yet. But were there other questions that could have been asked pre that? Absolutely. Did this guy know a little bit more than he led on to be? Yeah. Well, when you go and by the looks of it, absolutely get rid of all of your stuff. What are we talking? Like if I told you today, uh, we need to look at your computer and you said, fine, whatever. And you deleted everything off of it everything and then here's my computer's nothing there yeah but you, you weren't supposed to do that although where it was nothing you'd be like what the hell yeah i don't know if i buy all that i don't and even if there was nothing you doing that has allowed suspicion to roll in part three of the twitter files revealing executives met with the fbi and dhs on a weekly basis around the 2020 election but the mainstream media doesn't seem concerned between abc cbs and nbc there were zero minutes of coverage you heard me write zero on the first and second batch of the files so will they cover part three jason chaffetz why won't they cover it they don't cover it because it makes liberals and democrats look bad because of the positions they've taken conservatives we were saying hey we're being shadow banned hey you're blocking us you're not allowing us to, do, to play on an even playing field. And now that that's being proven right, they're not going to cover it. And they haven't been. And by the way, not all liberals. This is the person who looks the absolute best out of all of this. Uh, Ro Khan, who is a congressman in Silicon Valley, who had serious questions, and he's a Democrat, about what Twitter was doing about how Twitter was acting, about what they were doing to suppress stories, and he was not happy about it, and he said so. I do, Maria, because I think if we want any hope of coming together at the as a country, the first thing we have to do is say uh, people should be able to express their view. We can't tell people who we disagree with, please just be silenced. We don't want to hear you. We don't want to uh, engage with you. Uh, let me tell you, that's just going to create further polarization, further alienation. And I've been surprised how many Republicans who don't agree with a single thing I said uh, believe, okay, at least we can uh, have a dialogue. And that, I think, is the first 
step to being together as Americans. We could all pledge allegiance to the Constitution, to the First Amendment. That's what makes us Americans. Absolutely. And I love this. People say, you know, I was talking about him the other day. That, yeah, but that's after the fact. No, it wasn't. He was emailing them during this entire thing saying, this is not what we're about. This is not free speech. You're trying to uh, you're, you're trying to stop a, a press story by the actual press and you're you're saying it's disinformation that's lies and you do not know about that he was very concerned about it and he's concerned that you know what it's time to look at section 230 which basically gives these guys immunity across the board and is it time to get rid of some of that uh but not too much of it as to make it so they're going to suppress all information because they're afraid they're going to get sued but to make it more of a level playing field it'd be very interesting it will be we have uh, an issue in this country and we've got to learn how to have a conversation, and we've got to stop taking things so personal, which is hard because we now are living in a world, we talk about identity all the time. Oh, what's your identity? What do you identify as? Well, the reality is, is people identify right now as red, blue, this, that, and everything is personal. They're, they wake up looking to be offended and looking for a fight. We need to get back to conversation. We need to get back to healthy debate even healthy arguments. But silencing anyone is stupid. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Uh, my high stakes, baby. Love my, oh, my stakes. Uh, made memories with the kids this weekend. It was fantastic. And that's what I love doing. I, I was, you know, every time we barbecue. So tomorrow we're going to get our Christmas tree, maybe tonight, but probably tomorrow we're going to barbecue. We know what we're going to do, right? We're going to have some steaks. Wife's already got it all planned out. We're going to have some steaks. My, my daughter's going to have hot dogs. She loves for their hot dogs. And we've got our Christmas meal through Omaha. It is just amazing. But it's those memories. And I look back every time we barbecue about the summer we had, all the fun we had. And I look forward to, to next summer. And Omaha Steaks is going to deliver to you 50% site-wide savings on everything. And when you go and use Benson at checkout, you're going to get an additional $40 off. Give memory Give great taste. Give the best round Omaha Steaks. Naturally aged for the ultimate in tenderness, juiciness, and flavor. You got butcher cut fillets, air chilled boneless chicken breast, my absolute favorite, which is the pork chops, juicy burgers. You name it. They've got it. And it's amazing. So you're going to win when it comes to the holidays. And you're going to win because they're going to be like, we should all barbecue together and make a memory. Yeah. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Give a gift that will be remembered for all Time and unforgettable gift every bite. Order with complete confidence, say knowing you're ordering the best. Visit Omaha Steaks, save 50% site wide. Go to omahasteaks.com, omahasteaks.com. Use code Benson on the way out, save an extra $40. Minimum order may be required. Omahasteaks.com, promo code Benson, omahasteaks.com, promo code Benson. Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Hanky Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending in the old trending worlds, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, I'm saying. Start over at Google. 
Brock Purdy, number one trending thing yesterday. So he comes in. He's Mr. Irrelevant. That's the last person taken in the NFL draft. They throw a big party for him because essentially they look at who's on the board. I don't know. I'll take the last guy. Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, Two games. This was his second, his first start. Came in relief early on uh, two weeks ago. Great game again yesterday. Beat Tom Brady. And uh, he looks like a real deal. Looks like the real deal. Dallas Cowboys, Mike Leach. A great head coach uh, for Mississippi State was hospitalized. White Lotus, ooh, ooh, White Lotus. That's a show, I think. Uh, lots of NFL stuff across the board. Big time, baby. Big, big, big time. Uh, Artemis Splashdown. Also, is it Splashdown? You know. Now we get to see a bunch of stuff on that. Get all called the dead. Head over to Twitter. Dave Chappelle. Last night, Dave Chappelle was did a concert in uh, San Francisco. And Elon Musk was, he brought Elon Musk up and everybody booed him. Uh, that is to be expected. Golden Globes, those coming out today, the uh, the, the announcement. That's how much people care about uh, this. Bob Barker trending. No, he's not dead. I believe he turns 99 today. So uh, that's, that's, uh, that's old, right? Make sure you take care of your, was it your dogs and your cats getting spayed and neutered? That was his big thing. Woke mind virus, wokeness, all trending. Ivermectin is trending. I don't know why. We still fighting about that at this point in time? Probably. Uh, Absolutely. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. Uh, I didn't like going against uh, the president, but I knew I had to. Uh, And yes, if if things came around, I would definitely uh, shut everything down again because we didn't have any of the... uh, 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 stuff that goes with it, you know, the stuff, the vaccines that that don't actually stop you from catching it, even though we all said it would, or giving it. <laughs> True. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. Talk a little. Uh... God, we got so much stuff to talk about. I don't even know where to start. I may throw a little Kirsten Cinema in there. We could do a little bit about that. Uh, maybe it's, it's it's Christmas week. Maybe give you a little extra wokeness. On the old Christmas week as well. A lot of good stuff to squeeze into. Follow along at Twitter. Go there. It's at Chad Benson Show. Check out the podcast as well. It is the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You listen to that. I say independent. I love being independent. I don't want to be tethered to a party. Uh, you know, I may lean right in a lot of things. Uh, I can lean left in some other stuff, but I think I'm about where the average person in America lives. Uh, and I love the fact that there's no tethering to something because I think we're at a position where our tribalism is getting out of hand, baby, out of hand. Uh, you know, and so last week, it, uh, the old Kirsten Cinema stepped away uh, from the Democratic Party. And it's funny to listen to everybody, you know, attack her 
uh, in particular, the the Democratic machine, which is a lot of the mainstream press who go after her and just just try to destroy everything she you know she's she's about. She was horrible when she was with them. She was great. Two days later, she's like, I just don't think this is working. We're not getting to where we need to be as a nation. And it's like, ah, you're a horrible person. You know, Arizonans elected me to be an independent voice for the state. They also elected someone who promised to get things done. And I think we've been incredibly successful at doing that. Building these bipartisan coalitions, reaching across the party lines, getting rid of the noise that comes with partisanship. Nothing about that's going to change. No, no, no. She talks about immigration, which I think is very, very good. Because she is trying hard to fix some of this stuff. It's not perfect. We want perfect. You know what we want here? And and I think she said it Thursday night, but uh, we've talked about it for a while. People are more interested in, it's like, could I have 70% of something that will benefit me greatly? But it'll also benefit the other team at 70%. Or would I rather us all have 0% and us just ruin everything and get nothing accomplished? Well, if it means they're going to get some sort of win, even though I will as well, then I would rather them get nothing. That is not a way to run any organization, let alone a government. Right now, you're working with um, Republican Senator Tom Tillis in North Carolina on immigration uh, and a bill that would both provide uh, extra security for the border and also provide a path to legal status for the dreamers. Will this help you achieve that or might it hurt your cause here by alienating Democrats whose votes you need? You know, I don't think it'll have any impact whatsoever. You know, Tom and I are working with a coalition of members in both parties in the Senate right now to build the support to try and pass this legislation. We all understand the urgency. I don't know if we can get it done or not by the end of this year, but we're trying so hard. Yeah, I I don't think they will just based on the fact that I just think there's going to be too much of of of. Too much arguing, too much infighting, I think, now to to show, ha, you you left us, so we're going to do nothing for you. I, I just don't know how that's going to go. At the same time, the administration is trying to figure out a way to to slow immigration insanity down. And they're asking that the Title 42, which was supposed to go away and has now been pushed out to December 30, uh, 21st, gets held on a little while longer. Please just hold it on just a little while longer. Doesn't have to be forever uh, because they're struggling as well. They're struggling as well because they know what's coming. They know the nightmare that's coming. They understand what potentially could happen and that this whole situation when it comes to immigration is now the noise that's big enough that people even in D.C. are paying attention to because they're hearing it from not only the constituents back in their hometown, but also the media starting to report on it in a semi-honest way that this is unsustainable. And it's going to get worse. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, This, interesting, we touched on it briefly last week. I think uh, very briefly. But if you're making a few bucks on your old uh, selling some stuff and to eBay and Etsy, whatever it is you're doing, get a little Venmo here and there, uh, be prepared. And the privacy, your privacy, doesn't exist anymore. You may remember when tens of thousands of IRS Uh, documents, people's actual audits, were shared with a left-wing organization, taken from the IRS, stolen from the IRS, very illegal. The IRS has made no effort and cannot tell Congress how this happened or what they're going to do to stop it. 
and they've refused to tell the Congress, never mind the American people, they don't even tell Congress what's happening there. They now got caught by their own internal uh, investigators destroying about 30 million tax documents. They won't tell the uh, Congress how they were destroyed. Were they burned? Were they buried? What happened? Were they lost? They're gone. They say they're destroyed. They won't answer these questions. No, no. And now they're going to be coming after you if you make $600 or more. So you get, so somebody Venmo's you, you know, you, you sell them something and Venmo you a hundred bucks and you sell them a couch and they Venmo you 200 bucks and, you know, you got a garage, this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden you look up and, and, you know, you, 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 whatever you, you service, you Venmo them 700 bucks. All of a sudden now that $20,000 threshold that was sitting out there is dropped down to $600. What? But I thought they were going after billionaires and gazillionaires. Well, they know that they're smart enough to get around whatever it is they're throwing at them because they helped uh, along with them to write the rules. But you, not so much. So if you've got, say, for instance, somebody uh, that cleans your pool or does your yard or babysits your kids and you Venmo them uh, a couple hundred bucks a week or whatever it ends up being, uh, at the end of the year now, instead of that kind of being cash under the table kind of thing that we just or whatever it is, you, you've got a part time business and you, you sell jewelry or whatever, you know, you, you make uh, websites for people and that's just very part time. You're going to get billed for that. Get ready for it. Piss people off. Absolutely. This is what happens when you don't pay attention. But we're going to pass it, find out what's in it because it's the Inflation Reduction Act and it's totally getting rid of inflation. Eh, not so fast. Not so fast, kids. Just point that out to you. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, we found it. There is the Golden Globes. I said earlier, I don't know if they are out. They are coming out. They're not coming out. And uh, yeah, they're apparently going to be coming out. If I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. There's Colin Farrell in the Banshees of Inishirin. The dark comedy leading the pack of nominees for the 2023 Golden Globe Awards. Eight nods, including Best Picture. Now producers looking for a return to form after diversity issues and misconduct allegations against the Hollywood Foreign Press Association derailed last year's broadcast. That's right. Other nominees include Kevin Costner, Best Actor for Yellowstone. Fight or we die. And Viola Davis, Best Actress for her turn in The Woman King. The ceremony airs January 10th on NBC. Oh, so going to win. She's so going to win that. Absolutely. I'm telling you, uh, I'm looking at some of this stuff. The Whale's going to win some, right? Best Motion Picture, Avatar. It's not even out yet. Elvis, Fableman's Tar, Top Gun, Maverick. They had to put that there. I was reading an article this weekend about... uh, why are award-winning movies something that nobody wants to see? <laughs> it's because they don't care. It's because they're crap. They're not made for the average person. Nobody wants to watch a three-hour movie about a disgruntled, angry person that does that's an orchestra leader. That's tar. Oh. Yeah. So here are the best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Uh, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Austin Butler, Elvis, Hugh Jackman, The Sun, Bill Nye, uh, Living, and Jeremy Pope, The Inspection. Mm. I have uh, I've heard of Elvis and The Whale. 
I keep saying, watch, you mark my words, Brendan Fraser is going to win this year, the whale. And, and maybe, maybe the other Brendan is going to get nominated as well, uh, who is just incredible in the, the Banshees of the Irishian or Innershian, whatever it's called. Again, another movie I will never see, although it looks kind of interesting. Uh, I have kids, so that kind of takes me away from a lot of stuff. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, Instagram, all the stuff. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. You go to Rough Greens right now, you get a free bag of Rough Greens. Got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all of this incredible stuff, all in one great place. Now, what do you do with it? Well, when you get it, and Dr. Dennis Black is a naturopathic doctor, it took him a quarter of a century to formulate all this amazing stuff. You're going to do something amazing with it. You're going to sprinkle it on top of your dog's food, and it's going to bring your dog's food to life. Your dog's food is shelf-stable. So if you don't know what that means, it means it's supposed to live on a shelf more than it is supposed to be a living, breathing kind of good food for you. And this is going to help with that. It's going to help in so many ways and add to it. It's going to help your dog with your aches and pains for the dogs, their joint pain. It's going to help with their digestive tract, their 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 breath, their teeth, all of the great stuff, as well as their fur and their skin. Try it now. Get a free bag delivered straight to you. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash chats. Absolutely free. All you do is cover the cost of shipping and it comes to you. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. At Chad Menson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. All right, coming up, it is the holiday season. I was playing holiday music. In fact, yesterday I was, I was subjecting the kids to, uh, when they didn't have their headphones on as they were all charging, to listening to me sing crazy Christmas songs that I love. But every once in a great while, for all the fighting, for all the anger, for all the hate, and it's just too much of it out there. We need to take a step back, breathe, realize how blessed we are in this amazing country, and take a look at the fun and good that so many people are doing. And we got two really fun stories that were chronicled on this little thing called the tick. And the talk. I would join the TikTok, but quite frankly, the Chinese are going to be spying on us, and I don't need them because I say some stuff that's sometimes unkind towards them. 323-538-2423. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Tribal Free Radio. Information over affirmation. Facts over fiction. It's ridiculous, and I want you to know that. You call it ridiculous, we call it reality. That's a crock. Real over fake. God help us. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The Chad Benson Show. Fighting truth decay the American way. See the blaze and you'll be for us. Strike the harp and join the chorus. Follow me in Mary Nat King Cole, the greatest of greatest, kids. It is our final shows of the year. Uh, after this week, we're taking some much-needed R and R, which I could totally do with. But you know what? It is the holiday time. I would say something. Uh, I love the holidays. And, uh, you know, just the little things that go on, little stories you hear uh, that are fun, that are heartwarming, that are just interesting. Case in point, 
very much a heartwarming story. We've got two of them back. We're doing a twofer on this, kids. So sit back and relax. Some TikTok stories here. What? Yeah. No, this is awesome. Uh, bunch of people stranded. Orlando. Can't get to where they're going. Knoxville, Tennessee. Bunch of people sitting around going, hey, let's make a movie. Here's the deal, everybody. <laughs> so you're at the Orlando International Airport. Your flight to Knoxville, Tennessee has been canceled. You're stuck overnight. You have several options. Me and a bunch of strangers in my family, we decide to rent a 15-passenger van and ride back eight hours to Tennessee. Rent a van with fellow passengers and drive overnight. And that's what 13 of them, complete strangers, decided to do. I love that. The kind of cool thing, a little planes, trains, and automobiles, different ways, only an eight-hour drive, we're doing it. I thought it was crazy. I I was, like, a little nervous because I was like, this is weird. We're just getting into a van with a bunch of strangers and everything. Let's title this 13 oh God, Strangers God. Stuffed in a Van. Was it comfortable? No. We're going to get ourselves where we got to go tonight. I'm tired, but yeah. Was it fun? Yes, and the excitement kicked up a notch when Elena brought the TikTok nation along for the ride. Needless to say, it was a box office hit. Once I refreshed it one time, like two times back to back, and it jumped hundreds of views each time, I was like, oh, snap. I think this is one of them videos. It's about to do it. Yep, one of them videos, 13 people heading off to Knoxville, having a little bit of fun. You know what? We don't know each other, but we're all going to the same place. No different than getting inside of an airplane, waiting around here, ain't going to get us anywhere. Then TikTokers started to create their own movie script. Two passengers were cast as Russian spies. Another pegged as the first passenger to die if it became a murder mystery. He took it and ran with it. Elena's mom, Renee, became an overnight sensation. It was funny. Like, I love listening to them. Oh, I'm a fan favorite. Let's go, girls. How does the movie end? Well, they make it to Knoxville, and now they're fast friends. Maybe 13 strangers stuffed in a van will become a movie. Because apparently... Hollywood is calling. Yeah, and you knew that was going to come. Make some fun out of it, but it sounds like a good time. They'll turn it into something wacky and crazy, but that's still kind of a fun story. And I love that. I absolutely love stories like that. But this one right here, this one's just a story that makes your heart smile. And at a time when we fight and argue over everything, when nobody can say a kind word to anybody, it seems, anymore. Well, you know what? Some people out there like doing good things for people. And I love that. Excuse me. Yes. I forgot my wallet at home. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance I could get like a piece of bread? No problem. Just want something to eat. Yeah. You want a cup of coffee? You sure? I paid for it. I'm you sure? For it. Yes. Why are you doing that? We're human and we have to be nice to each other. Very Never good. know when I might see you on the road and you might be of help to me. I'm Zachary, by the way. Nice I'm to Sonia. Be- are you sure? Yes, I would pay for it. Don't worry about it. I'm very sure. If I wasn't sure, I wouldn't do it. We have to be kind to each other. Oh, thank you so much. Something nice to somebody every day. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Something nice to somebody every day. I love that. Here's the thing. It's TikTok. Not everything's always as it seems. Somebody's doing something nice for somebody. You never quite know who that somebody is or what that somebody can do for you. My wallet right here. Oh. At $1,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> for you. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll pay it for it back to you. What? <laughs> yeah. I love you. I, know, I love you too. What's your message to the world? We were brought up to be kind, not to be hateful. My mother always said we have one blood, and there's no black and white blood. Amen. I, I absolutely second that.
yesterday uh, went to my son's hockey game. So we, he, you know, he was excited, and and my it was my stepdaughter's twelfth birthday this weekend. So we went out to San Diego. He she wanted to be with Jack. Jack's her best friend. We go out, but yesterday he had an early game. They were up all night playing around in the hotel and uh, goofing off and. So I got him up and, and I got little Charlie up and went to the hockey game. And it was at the wrong place. They had messed up the schedule. But we were getting ready to go leave. And there was a lady coming down a hill with a bunch of boxes. Like, you know, just I think they were napkins and straws and stuff for like the, you know, it's a big mall too, by the way, where the hockey rink is. And the, she was walking very slowly. And you could see that this stuff looked like it was teetering. And she got to the bottom of the hill, and she had a bump, and it fell off. And my son was there, dropped all of his hockey equipment, and picked up all of those things for her. And I said to myself, I win. He's amazing. He's incredible. That's little things like that in life that matter more than anything else. And... It just, it made me smile. You know, I mean, I, I told him, I said, I don't care if you win or lose your hockey game. I care about What you did there mattered more. And I think we need more of that, being kind to one another, because it is so easy, it seems, to just hate on each other and to listen to noise and don't listen to the noise. Turn it off. It ain't good for you, right? If junk food's not good for you, putting nasty stuff in your mind ain't good for you. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. You're listening to the show. Grab the podcast. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Happy, 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 happy Monday. I will say this. If uh, we're in the midst of a downturn in the economy, people are getting in their final blows to the economy. This weekend, I was with uh, my family. We went to uh, San Diego. Uh, it was my, uh, it's actually today, it's actually my my, my middle stepdaughter's uh, birthday. Happy birthday, Alicia. She's 12. And she, her best friend is my son, Jack. So we went down to San Diego. And she she loves cities because we live rural. She likes the big buildings and the whole nine yards. So we stayed in the big buildings. So you could look out and, you know, over the city and the whole nine yards. And we went shopping. It was chaos. We went shopping Saturday night and it was a zoo. I was like, if this is a downturn in the economy because, yeah, Hey guys, listen to the show. A, you know I live rural, and B, you know I'm not a big fan of the crowds. It was chaos. But stuff is so damn expensive. Janet Yellen, tell me there's help. Tell me. I think we'll see a substantial reduction in inflation in the year ahead. It's going to take a year. Well, I believe by the end of next year, you will see much lower inflation if there's not a, an unanticipated shock. Oh, 
Oh. If there's not an unanticipated, because remember last year was uh, transitory. Everything was transitory. It's not going to be very long. It's transitory. You got nothing to worry about. It's not going to be here very long. Uh, no, no, no. And then she's like, well, you know, we're going to need to retire that transitory word because obviously it was here. What about a recession? But for families who are paying more at the grocery store, when 2023 comes around, do they need to be worried about a recession? There are always risks of a recession. The economy remains prone to shocks. Look, we have a very healthy banking system. We have very healthy business and household. You have said this. You do not believe there will be a recession next year. There's a risk of recession, but um, it certainly isn't, in my view, something that is necessary to bring inflation down. (sighs) Is there a recession on the way? Uh, could we have gone through a recession? This is so, you know, it depends on who you talk to, right? Like everybody's got an opinion about whether or not we've been through one, whether or not we're in some sort of recession. Uh, Peter Schiff last week, uh, you know, economist and, and, and trader said, hey, look, I think we're already in some sort of recession. Uh, you know, some people said we had a recession earlier in the year in the second and third quarters with our downturn, but we're, we're coming out of it. On the other side, you've got people that said, no, the, the worst is yet to come. It's coming in the first and second quarter of next year and maybe beyond. I don't know what I do know. It's chaos. And crap's expensive. Whew. Is it expensive? Absolutely it is. But people were out spending. I didn't see people walking around not having something inside of their bags of fun when they was at the mall. Uh, you know, it's crazy, crazy. Uh, but we don't remember, guys, we had the, uh, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act. And that's that's awesome. It's working you great. Said on the inflation before the midterms, you told me that the Inflation Reduction Act should bring down inflation early next year. So if it doesn't do that significantly, then well, that, it fails. First of all, you're, that's a bunch of hypotheticals that you're asking me. Uh, I'm, what I laid out was something that economists said uh, by looking at the Inflation Re- Reduction Act, by examining it and know, understanding what it's going to do for the American people. Uh, you're bringing up a hypothetical. What, what I said was, again, what, we, what, was, uh, what was the anal- uh-huh. analysis yeah. that was done yeah. by economists. Okay, wait, what? She doesn't know. She's bad at her job. Look, I hate to be mean, but I'm going to say she's awful at her job. She's bad. Uh, She is, is, she struggles. She's not quick on her. That job requires the most important thing of all. Absolutely quick on your feet. Being able to take a hundred different questions, pivot. Remember, you're speaking for the White House. You're speaking for the president. You're the president's mouthpiece at that time. You got to be quick, 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 quick. Now, luckily, uh, their their brains seem to kind of match up. But the reality is simply this: you got to be quick in that. Is there going to be a recession? Nobody knows. Yes, there's going to be a recession at some point in time. Does that make me a a, a brilliant thinker? No, that makes me looking. It's like it's like me saying today, uh, there's going to be an earthquake in California at some time. Well, that's everybody knows that. How big are the earthquakes? I, I, there's going to be a big one. When it's coming, no, oh, you know it's that's just a, yes. There's going to be something. The issue is how fast do we recover? How big is it going to be? Is it only going to be certain sectors? Those are the things that people are interested in. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show, Twitter tweet at us, text the program. Uh, other things people are interested in. Twitter over the weekend more dumps. Uh, out there uh, that were kind of interesting, to say the least. And again, they targeted people. We know that now. There's a lot of issues. Uh, Roha Ro Kahan, who is a uh, 
uh, a Democrat in Silicon Valley. That is his district. Those are his people. He has been the lone voice of reason for Democrats across the board, uh, which is, you know, there should be more and more of them out there. But he has been arguably the best looking of the bunch of people that sent emails to Twitter saying, you guys can't do this stuff. This is wrong. This is not what we're about as Americans. I do, Maria, because I think if we want any hope of coming together at the con- as a country, the first thing we have to do is say uh, people should be able to express their view. We can't tell people who we disagree with, please just be silenced. We don't want to hear you. We don't want to uh, engage with you. Uh, let me tell you, that's just going to create further polarization, further alienation. And I've been surprised how many Republicans who don't agree with a single thing I said uh, believe, okay, at least we can uh, have a dialogue. And that, I think, is the first step to being together as Americans. We could all pledge allegiance to the Constitution, to the First Amendment. That's what makes us Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's absolutely right. Look, uh, there's there's speech out there that you do not like. But that's what is protected. The speech you like doesn't need to be protected because you like it. It's the speech you don't like. And for Democrats, in particular, for a lot of people out there on the left, they didn't like a lot of the stuff that was being said. Some of it was, hey, well, you know what? Whatever. Get over it. Just change the channel. Move on with your life. It's Twitter. It's not real. The second thing, though, is you didn't like the fact that you were being challenged in a lot of different ways. And you had arguments out there that you thought were solid until put to the test. And so the best thing that you could do was ignore them. And you did that by saying, I'm going to ignore them by making sure that my bitching, whining and moaning to these people who also believe the same thing I do, because we're inside of a bubble here, uh, will ignore them by making sure that if they post, nobody can see it or we'll get them basically canned, kicked off. And it sucks. It does. It's awful. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. I tell everybody, if you listen to my show, the one thing I always tell you guys is challenge your beliefs. I don't know if my beliefs are 100% real. If you think everything you think is right, you're fooling yourself. Do I think everything I think is 100% right? Absolutely not. Do I do as much research as possible? Yes. Do I also have to account into real-world scenarios? Yeah. It's like government. Government comes up with crap all the time. If everything goes perfect, we're going to have a surplus. But nothing does because life gets in the way and people don't react the way that you want them to. Or the reality is you don't have all the data you think you're going to have. Challenge your beliefs. Challenge your beliefs. And people on the left don't like that. And it doesn't matter what it is. If it's immigration, if it's uh, the LGBTQ, in particular the trans issue that's, that's, that's a battle out there, it, those there is no way they want any part of, of their beliefs. And go look at college. If you think for a second, even if you're a super lefty listening to me right now, if you think for a second that college, this bastion of open, you know, open-mindedness and free speech, is that's what it once was. If you think that that's happening now on campus, you are fooling yourself ridiculously. You know it, and I know it. It is a joke. He continues, and this is very interesting what he talks about here when it comes to potentially what may have to happen. Now, if you don't know what Section 230 is, I'll break it down to you in a second. But is it time to get rid 
of that. Well, I think we need Section 230 reform, Maria. We have to be careful. If they lost all Section 230 immunity, it may lead to more censorship because then you could actually sue Twitter for potential defamation and they're going to be more likely to censor. But I think where you can reform Section 230 is to say if there is a finding by a court that something is illegal, that something is inciting uh, violence, uh, then there should not be Section 230 protection. And there definitely needs to be reform on Section 230. So what does 230 actually do? Surmising here very quickly. Gives immunity to online platforms, okay? So no civil liability on third-party content as well as immunity for removal of content in certain circumstances. So uh, the way, you know, and this is this part and parcel with what the back in the old days was, they gave the phone companies immunity from being involved in crimes. So if somebody decides to commit a crime, they call somebody else to commit a crime, you're not going to hold the phone company uh, you know, accountable for that. right? They didn't do anything. Their service provided something. So Section 230 kind of gives them all kinds of immunity across stuff, but they've used it in many different ways by saying, oh, if we get rid of this, if we get rid of that, we get rid of the speech we don't like, that way there's nothing bad can happen. It went too far, and there's a look for this. And let me tell you something. A lot of these companies out here are not thrilled by what could potentially be coming if they were to go and get rid of Section 230. I've got some friends who are pretty big in the world of uh, the YouTubes and, and whatnot, and they've been contacted by the companies themselves asking them, hey, you know what, uh, 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 you know, could you guys help us out with uh, this whole Section 230 thing? Are you going to be behind us? And it's very interesting. We'll see what happens. 323-538-2423, at Jeb Show. Twitter, Instagram, all of the things right now. MyPillow has deals galore and so much more on the MyPillow. That's right. It, it, it's huge. So they got the huge, big Christmas sale going on right now. Giza Dream Sheets, $29.98. A set of pillowcases, $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed. Make it feel amazing. 16 money back guarantee extended uh, all the way out till March of this year. Blankets, tons of blankets, colors, sizes, uh, stuff for your dogs, duvets, quilts, you name it. MyPillow's got Everything that you could think about on sale right now, including that mattress topper. Are you ready for this? $99.99. Boom! Get it right now. Save big by using code Benson. Go to MyPillow.com and use code Benson on the way out. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Use that code Benson. You're going to get huge discounts. The Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $29.98 and everything you can want while supplies last. Get cozy with the best Christmas sale ever. Shop MyPillow.com. Use promo code Benson. MyPillow.com. Promo code Benson. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Abu Aguila Massoud was at the time known as the chief bomb maker for former Libyan President Muammar Gaddafi. Stephanie Bernstein, whose husband Michael died in the attack, telling ABC News Massoud confessed to the bombing but to a Libyan authority, adding it wasn't clear that ever, ever we could get him. His extradition to the U.S. a major breakthrough. Catherine Turman, a former FBI assistant director who worked closely with the victims' families, calling it another step toward accountability, even after all these years. Yeah, if you guys don't remember it, maybe you're too young. Uh, Some of you probably do. In total, 281 people died. Uh, It was horrible. Pan Am 
Flight 103, flying over Scotland, exploded in midair and uh, killed 270, I mean, and it was it was horrific. Killed everybody, including 11 people on the ground. And they had already gotten one of the guys. They arrested two, tried to. One was sentenced to life. He was released uh, in, well, gosh, just a few years ago. He died of prostate cancer when the Scottish government decided to release him. He was in 2009. He died in 2012. Uh, uh, but he was the only one convicted. This guy was the bomb maker. Though. And the way they said it work is they met in Malta and set up this bomb that was going to detonate. They got it on a plane in Frankfurt at the time, which is how old this is, West Germany. It flew to uh, Heathrow. And then the next leg of the flight was there straight from Heathrow to New York's JFK. And it never, ever, ever made it there. The flight was cruising along as it does. uh, And then boom. It was no, like, we're having issues. There was none of that stuff. It was just loss of contact. And it was horrific. And I remember being, uh, you know, I'd flown back and forth so many times. Uh, and the loved ones who who were finally going to hopefully get some, as much closure as you can possibly have in a situation like this. So Momar Gaddafi... Uh, Of course, we whooped up on his ass. We bombed his palace. I think we killed one of his children. It was a he was in the wilderness forever. Years later, he renounced all terrorism and uh, tried to do everything he could to 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 fight it. Of course, he went through all kinds of stuff and we had propped him up at time. And, you know, you know, the whole story goes. But uh, the the families, you know, there's no forgiveness and trying to put it behind them. It's tough. Most of the time I keep it out of my mind. <clears throat> until something like this comes up and reminds you of the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, it was horrific. Uh, again, I remember over and over again, you know, thinking, God, I've flown that thing so many times, and uh, it was just awful. And and how we got this guy is still something that I think people are trying to figure out, like, wait a minute, how did we get this cat? Because here's a guy who, again, uh, was never convicted and was just charged two years ago. But it shows you, you know, for all the stuff we talk about, like even you go back and you look and think uh, the, 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 you know, we're arguing over uh, what took place uh, and the swap of, of Brittany Griner. We'll touch on a little bit later. The reality is, is, is when America's going to do something, when America's going to push something, when America's going to go for something, they're going to go for it. He had been, at least for a while, in Libyan custody. And how the United States was able to, to take hold of him from a country that we don't think has an extradition treaty with the United States was not exactly explained. But he is in American custody. Official word came from the Justice Department early Sunday morning. And he's due to make his first appearance in an American courtroom as soon as Monday. Insane. How we got him? I'll tell you how we got him. We promised him stuff in the back end. We maybe have a bad guy or two or a spy of theirs or something of that nature. Or maybe Israel does or a few others. We worked something, something out. And they said that guy right there or whatever it is, they're bigger at this moment in time than this guy right here. It's been a while. He's been able to. We got him in custody. He does us no good anymore. He's the old regime. Uh, What do you got? We said this. They said fantastic. Good. 323-538-2423. 
at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Tweet us, text the program, Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's the final week of our shows for the year. Takes a much-needed time off, R&R, you know, over the weekend. So Friday we did our, uh, and I want to talk about the importance of, of the stuff that we do, you know, just, and I'm not talking about my show, because my show is very little importance. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I don't see myself as anything than just a guy who's lucky to be able to yap his trap on the radio. But, you know, everybody on Friday, we had a big Christmas party here. It's, it, it's toned down the last couple of years, obviously, because uh, of COVID. We couldn't do anything. So we, we kind of had this thing. And, and I came out and I dressed as Santa. And we had a good time. And, and uh, but we had Kirsten Cinema on the afternoon show. So I do my national show here. And then I do a local show. And uh, I had already taken the day off a couple of days before. It was my stepdaughter's birthday. Uh, I wasn't going to miss that. And uh, everybody's like, so you're not going to try to change it? I'm like, no, no, no. They're like, but I'm like, because what? No, what matters most is, 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 is the kids, my kids and having a good time with them, going to see my son, having a great time. Those things matter so much more than I think people realize. And I think we take it for granted. I work very hard, but I tell everybody, there's no doubt in my mind while I work very hard, I father, husband, most important things, everything else is secondary in life. It really is. You know, my, my, uh, uh, the church I go to, uh, you know, God and people, those are the things that matter. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. That being said, Kirsten Sidham came in uh, here, and but, you know, she was everywhere talking about what she's doing and, 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 and why she's doing it. And I, I love it. I got zero problems with it. People say, oh, she's going to lose her. I don't even know if she wants to run again, for God's sakes, before we get to that point. Uh, but, you know, again, remind you a little bit about it. Here she is, arguably... Her and Manson, the two most powerful, the two most powerful of all of the senators are out there because they are swing votes. You know, Arizonans elected me to be an independent voice for the state. They also elected someone who promised to get things done. And I think we've been incredibly successful at doing that. Building these bipartisan coalitions, reaching across the party lines, getting rid of the noise that comes with partisanship. Nothing about that's going to change. No. No, but I like it. I like it. You know, uh, uh, Senator Tester talked about this. Here's a guy from Illinois who's a senator. He's he's, you know, talking about cinema here. She you know, he's a Democrat. She's leaving the party. I think she's got a pretty good track record of getting things done. Has she been perfect on everything from my perspective? No, but but I'm probably been perfect yeah. from her perspective <laughs> either. 100 percent. And I liked what she did. I thought it showed uh, I showed a lot of who she is. And, and, and I know a lot of people, you know, they wanted to primary here for a long time, the uber progressives. We're a very independent state. There is no doubt in my mind we may be the most independent. We're as purple as it gets. Our legislator, uh, you know, you know, the, the, the local legislators are, are red, the, you know, pretty split when it goes to, you know, going to D.C., but our two senators and our and, and the powers that be at the top here are Democrats. But there's no doubt tomorrow if you put people who aren't crazy out there that they probably would have won. 
It's a problem this time in Arizona. Arizona tried to roll with the crazy, and it didn't go the way they thought. But she is very independent, and uh, I I like it. I do like the independent streak. She's basically announcing that she has every intention of continuing to be a wild card and being um, unclear about where she wants to vote and that she wants to work across the aisle, uh, presumably vote on packages that are bipartisan or or only bipartisan. And and that could be a challenge for the president who, you know, is is losing control of the House with his party and was hoping to have a little more cushion in the Senate. Yeah, just a smidge more cushion. He's not going to have it. It's going to have to work for it. That's a good thing. But it was it was it was a shock to a lot of people. For me, I you know, a lot of people thought, you know, why don't you switch parties? They were saying uh, no. And I don't know if she's going to run again. That's the other big thing. I got a lot over the weekend. Do you think she's going to run again? Do you think she? I have no idea. I mean, I have every indication that says that she she believes everything very close to the vest. Everything very, very close to to the best she does not give an inch for a lot of things uh her her answers are very sterile at times uh you know when you listen to her so i i don't know i don't know but what i do know is it's going to be very interesting and i know a lot of people think well the democrats are going to get her out of there she's pretty popular here and the reason is because of democrats even you know half the democrats uh, you know because you got to remember we're a center-right state but we have fastest growing party here is independence. She's now an independent. A lot of people agree with who she is and how she, you know, she views a lot of things. The Republicans, they don't mind her. Right. They like her because she pushed back and saved people from some craziness. And you'll still get some Democrats voting for her. Same thing when people go after Manchin. Well, they're going to get rid of Manchin. Manchin in a state that is so red. And we've talked about this. It's got like a 69 or 70 percent approval rating. Good luck primarying that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the things. All of the things. I do like this, though, what Bernie said about uh, about her. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time uh, on Senator Cinema. She has her reasons. Some of the most enthusiastic about somebody who helps sabotage some of the most important legislation that protects the interests of working families and voting rights and, and so forth. So I think it really has to do with her political aspirations for the future in Arizona. But for us, I think nothing much has changed in terms of the functioning of the U.S. Senate. <sighs> Bernie's an independent, by the way. Angus King is an independent. Kirsten Sinema is an independent. So those are three people that are all independents. Now, they're going to caucus with the Democrats. They're, those two are other left-leaning. I think she's as independent as it comes. I think she leans left, but she knows that she's got to work with the right. But it's so funny. I was sabotaged. The most important stuff of all time. She also saved your guys' ass because so much of what you want to do, including getting into the filibuster, what happens when that happens? Comes back and bites you in the ass. And crazy would run everything if the filibuster was gone. That's the scary part. Sometimes it's good to have somebody say, no. Oh, I don't. You think? I absolutely know that's true. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, Guess what? Brittany Griner's back. Uh, good, bad, and different. You know, a lot of people are, you know, this weekend, everybody was talking about, was it bad? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it good? Who won? Well, we didn't win in, in, in terms of value as far as if we're looking at which person could make an impact globally that may hurt us. Well, that's obviously the Russians. This is a big win for, for Putin. 
by far. The merchant of death, when he was able to be caught, this is a man that went around trying to kill American soldiers. This is a man who sells weapons. We're now having a war in Ukraine that Biden is concerned about. He's, even his own DOD is concerned this man will be back on the field, back selling those weapons, back engaging in what he was doing around the world. Think about the exchange here. The merchant of death for a WNBA star who was picked up for marijuana. Yeah. What a victory for Putin. Yeah, it's a victory for Putin. Plus, he wins because we can, you know, we can we can Monday morning quarterback it. Nobody's really going to do that that much over there. Uh, let's be 100 percent honest. But do I think it's a win? Yeah, she's she was a marijuana. T- yes, she was. And we're going to all get over it. You know, for the love of God, she shouldn't have been in that position. It was stupid. She never, ever said, oh, I wasn't me. I didn't do it. They, you know, she she took it at, at some point. You know, Mike Lyons said, you got I, I wouldn't have made the trade, but we got to move on from it. It's done. It's dusted. It was trumped up charges that were thrown around in such a way that was ridiculous because they thought they had somebody that they could play a game with and they got back somebody they really, really wanted. Uh, but, you know, like Mike Lyon says, can he make a difference? Maybe. Not probably right away. But he said yesterday he, he loves uh, what's going on in Russia and he loves the, 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 the whole nine yards about the war and he's ready to pick up arms and get out there. Well, I don't think they want you to pick up arms, but I think they want you to find some. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter, tweet, text. Uh, Irmaha Steaks, baby. Irmaha Steaks. They're steaks, and they're amazing. They're hamburgers. They're amazing. They're pork chops, and they're amazing. Hot dogs, chicken breasts, amazing. But you know what the most amazing thing is? Like I just said, talked about it this weekend. Uh, Me hanging out with my family. It's all about what? memories and you can't take that away give the gift this year that everybody's gonna love a gift that everybody can enjoy with the omaha steaks right now it's 50 percent off site-wide when you use code benson on the way out you're going to get a huge discount 40 dollars off and they've got everything you can dream of when it comes to packages you want to put together so you save an extra 40 dollars off minimum order may be required but i'm telling you guys right now it's amazing and to think about the memories, and I, I keep going back to, you know, we barbecue every night. We're going to get our Christmas tree tomorrow night, and we're going to barbecue a little bit, I'm sure. And it's awesome, and those are memories that we take with us. So give the gift that A, is going to make you smile, B, is going to fill you up, and that's Omaha Steaks. Whether it be the best steaks around steaks when it comes to their fillets or any of their other amazing, incredible meats, get it now. Go to omahasteaks.com, use promo code Benson, save an extra $40 on checkout, 50% off site-wide right now. omahasteaks.com, promo code Benson at checkout. omahasteaks.com, promo code Benson, minimum order may be required. omahasteaks.com, promo code Benson. This is the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Let's take a look at my picks. I don't think they were really good this past week. Got to be honest with you guys, I do. Thought I'd have a better week than I did. Some surprises out there and some not-so-surprises. Started out with the Rams and a massive comeback. Baker Mayfield, that's right, I said it. Lions. Uh, I took a loss there. I thought the Vikings would win that one. But uh, the Lions are playing really well. They're scoring lots of points. And uh, 
You know, that's not a win for me. Steelers lose. That's not a win for me. Bengals win. And uh, so do the Bills. Ease a win. Same thing with the Cowboys and Eggles. Titans with the loss. Jaguars playing some football, baby. How about apples that are those apples? Broncos Chiefs. I took the Chiefs. That is also another win for me. Uh, Seahawks. Panthers with a Give me a loss. My goodness me. 49ers with a win. Dolphins with a uh, loss as well. So this week I lost one, two, three, four, five, six. I've won one, two, three, four, five. And uh have a chance to win tonight. I took the Pats over the cards because even though I'm here, the cards are awful at home. In fact, I think. So my on-air partner locally... He buys season tickets, and he's basically just, he's done with the Cardinals. They haven't won a game since October of last year at home. <laughs> so uh, he's not thrilled by it. I think they've been struggling. He's like, he'll go on the air, I'm going to get rid of my tickets. I'm getting rid of my tickets. I'm like, good, good. Get rid of those tickets. Soccer, I watched it over the weekend. Uh, riveting, amazing, incredible, surprise uh, to say the least. But man... I'm getting kind of bummed. I told my wife that the other day. To get that little, like, uh, don't know what to do. Because you go two weeks of just riveting games, you know, sometimes two, three, four games during the day. Then there's that break, and you're like, ah. Then you have the round of 16, so you get a couple games back-to-back for a few days. And then there's another break, and then into the quarterfinals. So this weekend we saw the quarterfinals. Uh, Argentina won in exciting fashion, to say the least. Lots of hatred between the two teams, between the Dutch and the Argentinians, went to blow. Then I watched, uh, you know, uh, the just the insanity of Morocco and the fan base of the first African team to get past the quarterfinals. They're playing the semifinals. Uh, they get a welcome France. France, who beat England in a crazy game as well. Uh, it was just awesome and Croatia gets yet again another victory so the Croats it's just gonna be crazy you have Croatia Argentina and then France Morocco those games will be played tomorrow and then Wednesday those are the semifinals losers play Saturday uh third fourth game third fourth game and then Sunday will be the epic conclusion of the Qatar uh finals and uh my prediction is, yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. How awesome would it be to see France versus Argentina? Insane. Insane. Argentina's found a way to get here over and over again. They continue to show that they have the it uh, factor when it comes to winning games when they need to. And on the other side of things, France has been awesome. They have been. Croatia never gives up, not for the faint of heart. Their goalie's a freak. And then finally, you get over and you look at Morocco. The cardiac Atlas Lions, the cardiac kitties part two, playing out of their mind. And they were talking this weekend. They had to bring in, I think, seven or ten extra flights from Morocco into Qatar over this past uh, week and they're expecting it to double, triple, quadruple for to you know this week's games. I don't know what it's going to look like. I think it's going to be insane. I was telling my buddy, I just I have a feeling it's going to be insane because when you watch those games, there is no no doubt who 
everybody's rooting for. No doubt about that. It's nuts. It really, really is crazy how many people, uh, I mean, there's 75,000 fans in some of these stadiums, and there's no doubt that 72,000 fans are sitting there rooting for Morocco. And if you would have had Morocco on your bingo card, you'd have been like, this sucks. Uh, now you got a smile on your face because Morocco is on their way. Uh, so this will be interesting. Over the weekend, though, uh, absolutely devastating news with Grant Wall. And if you don't know who Grant Wall is, he has been a writer for every you know Sports Illustrated, uh, Sports Insider, ESPN, you name it. And he is a king of soccer. That's what I was describing. He's the king of soccer when it comes to being the it man when it comes to journalism. And at the game... Holland versus Argentina, 48 years old. He collapsed. Uh, They worked on it for 20 minutes, and he uh, died. His wife and everybody said shock. And this is a guy who, you know, this is a guy who as a journalist took every journalist under his wing. He was respected everywhere. You know, some people are saying, well, wasn't he the guy that was uh, stopped trying to get into the arena, like during one of the first preliminary rounds, uh, wearing a rainbow uh, shirt and stuff? I said, yes. Uh, Nobody knows what he's died from. But it got to the point where, like, even look, uh, uh, the likes of, of LeBron James. Talking about him. Very fond of, of Grant, and uh, you know, having that um, that cover shoot. You know, me being a teenager and him covering that, it was um, it was a pretty cool thing, and he was always um, pretty cool to be around. Yeah, so absolute uh, shock and devastation. And, of course, people are looking into what happened. Was he murdered? That was the big thing. This was foul play. I I don't know what it was. He, even on his podcast, I think the day of or the day before, said that he had not been feeling well, Kytus. Uh, that it had been getting worse. He'd been working, you know, just ungodly hours with zero breaks over there, lots of travel, and it kept getting worse. And it sounded like, you know, maybe that had a huge part in it, but uh, I'm sure they'll we'll, we'll know more later. But a, a loss, and if you like soccer, this is a guy who went to every journalist in the world and said, you got to give a soccer chance. You cover hockey, you cover basketball, you cover football, no matter what, it's just check soccer out. And uh, uh, it's just a sad loss. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Solid fun show today. Monday show is done. Tomorrow will be Tuesday. We're counting down the days. A lot more Christmas stuff as we head into the final few shows of the year. And again, uh, Friday will be our last show of the year. So uh, uh, join with us. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. You have a blessed rest of your gorgeous, amazing Monday. And I do promise you this, kids. We will do it again tomorrow as always. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.